is the Sports Psychology Hour with Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I cannot express the gratitude what my son came and visited you. Dr. Jacobs is in his 41st year as a sports psychologist. I have seen a change in youth sports in the last 10, 15 years. I've talked about it a lot on the show. The Sports Psychology Hour. The best advice on the radio each and every week. Failure and losing and screwing up is something that happens in life. It happens in sports. And I think we have to teach kids how to do that more effectively. This is where sports talk gets real. That word playing, it's gone from our society in a lot of ways with kids. I wanted to tell you what a great service you provide to this community. I listen to your show every week. Thank you for what you do for our community, for all the parents, coaches, and athletes. And now, here's your host, rated one of the best therapists in Kansas City, Missouri, by OnlineTherapy.com, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Good morning, everybody. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB. I'm here every Sunday morning talking with you about the mental side of sports. Of course, our shows are rebroadcast throughout the country in a number of cities and podcasted everywhere. You can always find my podcast on my website, winnersunlimited.com, as well as all the other podcast apps. And, you know, I've been here for 31 years on the radio in Kansas City, my 21st year here at Sports Radio 810 WHB. I've been in practice as a sports psychologist for 41 years, and I work with people at all levels about the mental side of sports. We talk about confidence, we talk about focus, we talk about attitudes, we talk about team building, how to perform under pressure, how to deal with your coach, how to deal with an athlete who's not cooperating. And I bring in topics each week to discuss on this show that I think will be of interest to you. You know, now we're in the midst of summer sports, Baseball, softball, swimming, tennis, golf, running, soccer tryouts. Everything's going on right now. There are just all kinds of things happening. And in my practice, I work with all levels of athletes, whether it's young athletes, collegiate athletes, professional, Olympic, weekend warriors. doesn't matter who it is. I see all kinds of different people. I work a lot with kids, and if you've listened to the show, you know I co-authored a book with Jeff Montgomery and Pete Malone called Just Let Him Play, Guiding Parents, Coaches, and Athletes Through Youth Sports. I work with a lot of younger people and their parents, and lately I've been having several young people in my office talk to me about their coaches and how their coaches get angry at them and upset at them for making mistakes. And it's interesting as I listen to these young people because some of them don't know how to handle it. Some of them do. Some of them don't care what the coach says. Some of them care deeply what the coach says. But in the long run, when we talk about self-confidence, and that's what I want to delve into today, how do you destroy or build a young person's confidence who plays sports? Sport, it could be the arts, it could be sports, it could be music, it could be debate, it could be school, whatever. How do you destroy a young person's confidence? When I think they're 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 years of age playing youth sports, there should be two main reasons to play. To have fun and to learn about the sport, learn the skills, the fundamentals, and to grow in the sport. I'm 67 years old, 
I have not met anyone who's perfect yet, let alone in life, but in a sport. Everybody I talk to screws up, makes mistakes. doesn't matter who you are, how good you are. And I've worked with Olympians, Olympic champions, Olympic gold medalists. I've worked with national champions. I've worked with college champions. I've worked with high school champions. Everybody misses and screws up. But when you make it to the top levels, the professional level, the Olympic level, and we'll even say the collegiate level, you have somewhere in your psyche figured out for the most part, had to deal with this negativity. But I see it more and more with younger and younger athletes having coaches who will get angry at them for making a mistake. And I mean angry, yelling at them, giving them dirty looks, calling them out. I have a young lady I've been working with who plays softball who has a coach who got on her case and said, you know, when you get to high school, you got to be tough. She's just turned 12. She doesn't have to be tough at 12. She needs to learn about focusing and concentrating. But she doesn't have to learn about being tough at 12. She's playing softball. She's going out there learning how to feel the balls, swing the bat. And when she strikes out or makes an error, instead of being yelled at and degraded, the coach should pull her aside and say, hey, we're going to work on this in practice, then work on it in practice. At practice, hit her ground balls or pitch to her more. Confidence for young athletes is like a teeter-totter. It goes up and down. It's never the same. And it's affected by so many different things, by your preparation, by your focus, by your attitude. And it's affected by your training. But when you're 11, 12 years of age and you've got an adult getting angry at you, and I mean getting angry for striking out or missing a shot, what does that teach that person? Now, some people say, oh, it's teaching them toughness. No, it's not. It's, it's, it's teaching them about being fear, fearful, fearful of screwing up. All right, so I want to open up our phone lines, and I'd like to hear from you. If you're a coach, how do you coach young athletes when they make mistakes? What do you say to them? How do you handle it? If you're a parent and you have a coach who gets on your son or daughter because they struck out or missed a ball or missed a shot, but not in a positive way, but in a negative way, what do you do? And maybe most importantly, if you're the athlete, if you've played sports, and you've had a coach who's ridden you because you screwed up, what did that do to you, psychologically, emotionally? Love to hear from you. If you're a parent, you're a coach, you're an athlete, what happens when you make a mistake in your sport? I know when I play golf and I hit a bad shot, I'll be ticked off for a few seconds, and then I look at myself, well, why did I do that? And I take a practice swing and visualize hitting it properly and move on to the next shot. I mean, it's no fun to make mistakes. Sports is about success and failure, and it's about dealing with these things. But when you're a child, the pressure that's put on you to have to be perfect, and I get this a lot. I get these young kids coming into my office who tell me, Dr. Jacobs, you know, I've got to be perfect. Why? Well, because my coach gets upset at me 
if I screw up? Well, your coach needs to come in here, okay? Because you're going to screw up. I haven't met an athlete yet who's perfect. You know, for years I worked with Nick Lowry. You all remember him, the great Chiefs kicker. He should be in the Hall of Fame, one of the best kickers of all time. He missed kicks. When he retired, he was the most accurate kicker in football history. And he, and, he, and he kicked more field goals than anybody in the history of football in 1996. But he didn't make them all. We had Harrison Bucker on the show. Tommy Townsend and Harrison Bucker on the show in December. Harrison now has made, scored more points in the NFL in his first five years of anybody in NFL history. But he didn't make every kick. He's made some pretty damn big ones you know, in the playoffs. Success and failure happens in sports, and it happens for a lot of reasons. But when you're a child learning how to play, when you have a coach or a parent or a teammate who gets angry at you for screwing up, who gets angry at you for making mistakes, that is not going to help you. If you're a coach, if you're an athlete, if you're a parent, how do you deal with success and failure? And what happens when you make mistakes? What are you told? How do you feel? This is a great topic to talk about today because, let's face it, it's summertime, everybody's outside playing sports, and it's going to happen. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. We're on the Leader in Sports, Sports Radio 810 WHB. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Hello again, everyone. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810, WHB in Kansas City. Today's topic is this. How do you build or destroy a young athlete's confidence? If you're a coach, what do you say to them when they strike out or miss a shot? Do you get angry at them? Do you degrade them, insult them? Do you say, hey, it's okay, we're going to work on it in practice? What do you do? And if you're an athlete and you've had a coach do that, how do you respond to that? If you're a parent, and you're sitting in their stands and you watch the coach get angry at your son or daughter for making a mistake, misplay a ground ball or strike out, then what do you do? Let's go to the phones. We have our first call this morning. Coach, how are you this morning? I'm doing great, Dr. Jacobs. How are you? Good. Thank you for calling in. I appreciate you having me on. I've enjoyed your show over the years on Sunday mornings when I'm up early taking my daughters to volleyball games and such. It's always a great listen. Um, got a question for you. Um, I do a little coaching myself. The difference in being hard on your athletes on a focus mistake, like you're speaking of, dropping a ball, um, striking out, things that I believe the athlete didn't want to mess up. They tried their best versus an effort mistake where I'm not running through all the way through first base or I'm a wide receiver and I only give my best effort when, the, when it's a pass play, when it's time to stock block. I'm kind of you know, half effort on that is as a coach, I guess I feel and and could be wrong. I'm calling the expert for some advice. I'm harder on my athletes on those effort mistakes than I am the focus mistakes. Like when a kid drops a pass in football, I'm not hard on him because I I don't want to get in his head and him be thinking about me yelling at him on the next pass. But if it's an effort thing, I I can be kind of hard on them. Does that make sense what I'm asking you? That's a great question, Coach, and let's talk about it here for a few moments. I I think you're bringing up a topic that a lot of people have questions with about what what do I do? Okay, so to me, it all starts with this. Uh, When when you have your first meeting, which which I'm I'm not going to assume anything. Do do you have a meeting at the beginning of the year where you talk about 
your coaching philosophy and what you're going to do and practice schedules and all that type of stuff? Yeah, we, yeah, we have some preseason stuff and try to get some parents involved and try to kind of lay out expectations for sure. Okay. I mean, I would encourage you, and I've talked about this a couple weeks ago, um, putting together a program for parent behavior on the sidelines. First thing is have all the parents sign a sportsmanship contract to you know work with you on just in terms of general sportsmanship, just getting along and, and, and that type of thing. But then I would talk about with the, the parents and the kids, why are you here? I would I would you know find out from each kid each each young person why are you on the on the team what do you want to accomplish what are your goals for being here and you know some of them are going to be there because their parents are making them play right some of them are going to be there because they want to be there some of them are there because they have aspirations to play beyond the level they're at would that be correct yes sir okay so I have a saying a good coach is a good psychologist a bad coach needs a sports psychologist what I mean by that is it's it's up to you at that point to get to know these kids why they're there. So when it comes down to the effort thing that you're asking about, you may have some kids that don't want to be there. Maybe their parents are making them play. Maybe they're you know they're having a bad day. So in terms of getting on them, I think it's important to find out. I would say, well, young man, what happened on that play? Ask them what happened. Well, I just didn't try. Why didn't you try? Well, you know, I don't want to be here today. I'm I'm just having a bad day. Or I don't like being here. Or that's really hard. I don't know what to do. I think it's important because this is the whole confidence thing, Coach. If if you can take the time to get to know them, you're, you wear many hats as a coach, right? Yes, sir. Okay, so one of the things that I think is important to do is to find out why they're there in the first place and what's going on with them. That Maybe they're having a bad day. So if they're having a bad day, and they're not putting in the effort, which I get as a coach, it frustrates you. I get it. But if they're having a bad day and you get on them, what, how's that going to help them? Yeah, probably, probably make the day a little worse. Yeah, and then you're going to get more frustrated because then they're not trying even more after you said something. Yeah. So, so I think that's where a good coach to me, when they're coaching, they're going to, in, in, in practice – when the effort isn't there, and I talk about focusing on effort instead of focusing on results, but if the effort's not there, you need to find out why. You know, if you if you just get angry at them because of that, what what does tell me what that accomplishes? Yeah, no, I guess my defense would be it, it sends the message that 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 effort, that action, that lack of effort is unacceptable. Um, and, I, and I guess I think the example I, I said earlier, I, I use the wide receiver. I coach football. Um, the wide receiver that Excuse know, me, what, 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 what age? What age do you coach? High school, varsity high school. Um, I'm a head coach in the Kansas City area. Okay. Um, my wife told me not to get fired, so she told me not to give my name. So here we go. <laughs> well, I'm glad you had, the, had the, the, the guts to call up and talk about it. Uh, I listen to you all the time, man. I enjoy your show, and it's always quality stuff. Like I said, we're over here in Lawrence waiting on my daughter's volleyball game to start, sitting in the car, and I just thought I'd call in. I guess. Well, no, let's. Uh, okay, so wide, you're, you're at the high school level, so that's a little bit different. Okay, then. The, the wide receiver go ahead. That, that when the ball's being thrown, you know, at the passing play, he's dynamic. I mean, he's a college recruit, he looks great, but when we're running the ball, you know, the kid, now he comes off the ball kind of half half effort and, you know, not all in on the blocking, the little things. You know, when I'm getting the ball, 
I'm great. I'm an effort all in, but those plays that I'm not, you know, the game of football, there's only one ball and, you know, we got to have 10 guys that are doing their job and doing their part. I guess that's, that's when I display my anger or unhappiness. And well, I, w- I want them to know that's unacceptable because I guess most of my guys' goals are to go on to the next level. You know, a small percentage of them do. Um, we've had some success. I have a couple NFL guys that have come out of our school. But, um, you know, I want them to know that's unacceptable, that they got to do their best on all plays, whether they're getting the ball or not. Well, you're making a great point, but the question is, why didn't they? And see, that's where, to me, you need to find out why they didn't put the effort in. Oh, so, okay. so you can get upset at them. That's, I mean, yeah, I get it. You're upset, but you got to find out why. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I mean, getting upset at them. Okay, let's let's just look at it this way. Get what gets accomplished by getting upset at them. Yeah, probably my blood pressure too high. Probably is the only thing, huh? Then your wife's going to get angry at you for that. Okay, so <laughs> I, I, no, no, seriously, seriously, I, I understand when you're coaching, especially at the high school level, and, and you've got an athlete that screws up. Okay, but you got to find out why. Okay, well, the ball's not coming in, coach, and you know why am I not getting the ball? What's going on? You know, I, I feel like I'm not part of the plays, or you know what, I'm having a bad day, coach. My girlfriend and I had a fight last night. Okay, and, yeah. and she's breaking up with me. I mean, you got to find out what's going on, yeah. and just to get. No, a, I, I mean, they, I understand where you're at, but where are they at? Yeah, no, they're you're right. They're sixteen, seventeen year old kids with everyday problems that are you know big deals to them that probably I don't see that way. No, you make a very very great point. Well, that's why I think it'll it'll behoove you to do that. And I, you know what? I, you, I first of all, I appreciate you listening. The fact that you do listen a lot and and. Uh, probably you've you've been getting the message I've been sending across for a long time. But the point is this, Coach. Be a good. I always say this: coaches need to be good communicators, but most importantly, need to be good listeners. You need to put your psychologist hat on when they screw up and find out why, because there's a reason why that effort isn't there, and you need to get into their head and find out about it. And if you do that, I promise you, it will help you coach them better, and they'll get it better from you. Appreciate the advice. Makes sense. Well, sir, thanks for calling in. I appreciate it. And uh, tell tell your students to listen, too, because they could get out a lot of the show. Have them listen to our podcast. In fact, have, have them listen to the podcast. They can hear you record it this week. Uh-oh. Appreciate your time. Sir. Okay, you sir. Take care of yourself. Thank you for your call. I'm talking about coaching kids. Give me a call and let's talk. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Hello again, everyone. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB. And I'm talking today about this topic, young people's confidence, young athletes' confidence. And what do you do if you're a coach and you have an athlete that's screwing up making mistakes? How do you coach them? What do you say? Do you get angry at them? Do you yell at them? Do you condescend them? Do you insult them? Do you pull them aside and say, hey, let's work on it and practice? What's your coaching style? We just had a great call from a high school football coach who asked that question about, you know, what do you do if you have somebody who's not putting in the effort on a play? My feeling is that you need to get to know them as people. And, and as a coach or a psychologist, you have to get to know these athletes. And why are here? Why are you here? What do, what's your goal? Why do you want to be here? 
And if you're coaching younger athletes, why do you yell at them when they make a mistake? What are you saying to them then? Let's go to Mark. Mark, good morning. How are you? Good. How are you, sir? Great. Thanks for calling in. Hey, um, my question is more along the lines of a uh, an athlete that may be their own worst enemy. Um, I've talked. You helped me last year with some anger management problems with my bowling, and it's helped immensely. Oh, right. You're uh, you're calling from down southern Missouri, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Lake the Ozark. And anyway. Uh, I've got a niece that is uh, her own worst enemy. She's a 10-year-old pitcher in fast pitch softball. She's a really good athlete. Uh, she does really good things, but she lets, um, she lets mistakes bother her, whether those are her own mistakes or possibly her, her teammates' mistakes. And I uh, had the tendency to put on a show, you know, uh, to let everybody know that oh, how exasperated she is because something's gone wrong, whether it be her fault or somebody else's fault. And how would you handle something like that? Okay, um, this is your niece, so it's it, yes. so your brother or sister's daughter. Yes. Okay. Um, well, do you do you coach her or are you just observing? I, I, I do not. I'm just an, and I'm just an observer in this case. Okay. Well, but, I, but I, I can tell you what I see is me made over when I was younger as a kid and as I got a young adult. You know, and I was the best 165 bowler in the state of Missouri. Just ask me, I'd have told you back when I was 19 years old. And, uh, you know, I would get mad when things would go wrong. Uh, when I, I would perform poorly, put it that way, not when things would definitely go wrong. I would just be mad myself. And I see that I see her in me, or me and her in this regard. And I'm just trying to figure out how to fix her at a young age so she doesn't wait till she's 50 years old to get help. From you. <laughs> okay. Um, well, by the time she's fifty, I may not be around at this point. But um, here, here's what I would suggest. First of all, um, what's your relationship with her parents? Not pretty good. Not pretty good. Oh, it is pretty good. Oh, it is pretty good. Okay. So I would tell them that you called me up, and we talked about this. And I think the first thing to do is is for them, and maybe with you, since we've talked about this stuff in in our sessions with your bowling. Okay. To just talk with her, you know, about how she is when she, this happens. Why do you get angry? What's frustrating you? Okay. And see what she has to say. Sounds like she's probably somewhat of a perfectionist. She yeah. wants to win really badly. Okay. Yeah. So the first thing I'd say to her if she says I'm a perfectionist is, well, who's perfect? Because nobody right. is. Everybody right. screws up and mistakes are part of the game. So you have to learn how to handle it. If you want to keep playing and play when you get older... First of all, this is supposed to be fun. You're 12. This is supposed to be about having fun. Right. And it doesn't look like to me you're having a lot of fun when somebody makes a mistake or you throw a bad pitch. And see what she has to say. Find out what where she's at, where her head is at. Okay. And then talk to her about fun and fundamentals. What What is her coach like? Let me ask that question. Um, I don't have enough of, on that one. So. I mean, do you see the coach get angry at her? I don't know. I don't think there's an anger problem there. I mean, I, I like some of what you discussed earlier today. I don't think there's there's not that problem. Maybe more of a maybe coddling too much. Okay. Well, maybe acceptance of the behavior. Acceptance of the behavior. All right. Well, and, I, I think the cool the cool thing for you to do because we've worked on this is to talk with her and say, look, um, I would get angry when I would bowl, but I've learned how to control myself much better. 
what good does it do you when you get angry at your teammates for making a mistake? Ask her. Okay. What good does it do you when you get angry when you throw a bad pitch? What happens on the right. next pitch? Then you're all ticked off, so then the next pitch probably isn't going to be good. Right. Ask her why she's playing softball, and ask her if she's having fun. Because my guess is she's going to say sometimes and sometimes I'm not. Uh-huh. What do you think? I would say that would probably be a true statement. That's probably what she would say. So tell her, well, when you're having fun, why are you having fun? And when you're not having fun, why are you not having fun? And I'm guessing she's going to say, I'm not having fun when, when we're screwing up. Well, say, guess what? You're going to screw up. And you're going to screw up a lot because that's sports. So the goal is to have fun, try to do your best, and focus on that. Yeah, you want to you know, do great. You want to win and all those things. That's fine. But it's not always going to happen. And then I'd ask her how she does in school. Do you get every question right on every test? What do you think she'll say to that? I would think she would say no. Okay. And that's, I probably will because nobody, I don't know anybody that does. I don't either. Okay. So we all screw up. So I would talk with her and talk with her about, I'd share your story a little bit, Mark, about how you've dealt with this and handled it better. And I think yeah. maybe, maybe, do you have a good relationship with her? Yep, pretty good. Now that, now that I don't scare her anymore, I used to scare her when she was little. I was a scary guy, I guess. Well, that's that's. I hope you're not scaring anybody else up on Halloween. So here's the thing: I would I would sit down with her, talk to her, her parents, say, "Look, you've talked to me and called me. You'd like to sit down and talk to her about it because you want to help her, and hopefully she'll be open to it." But but let them understand where you're coming from with this because I think that that can be beneficial right. because right. you know she's not having a lot of fun when she's making mistakes like that. No, she can't be. So. Yeah, so I'd share that with her and see what happens. And give me a call back and let me know what happens, okay? All right, we'll do. Thank you, sir. All right, take care. Thank you very much for your call. If you're a parent and you see your son or daughter making mistakes in their sport, what do you say to them? Do you get on them about it? Do you get upset at them about it? Do you talk to them about, hey, you know, it's part of sports? You don't tell them it's, it's say, oh, it's okay you struck out. It's not okay you struck out, but it's like, did you put the effort in? If the effort wasn't there, why not? What's going on? And as a coach, how do you help them get through stuff like that? I'd like to hear from you. If you coach kids, especially younger kids, have you ever gotten angry at them for making a mistake? And then if you have, see if anybody's brave enough to call up and share that, what good was accomplished from that? Was it a positive thing for that athlete? Did it help? Did it make you feel better? Most young athletes, when the coach gets angry at them because they made a mistake, are going to go into a shell. Not all of them, but most will. They won't want to talk about it. They won't want to deal with it. And then their performance will go even further down. I think, you know, the, the football coach you called earlier in the show brought up a great point. What if, what if they're... They're just not putting in the effort at the high school level because the ball's not getting thrown to them or they're not getting get involved in the play. Well, I said, that's where you've got to you've put your psychology hat on and you've got to ask them why. What's the deal? And I think if you do that, you're going to get to understand their motivation, their psyche, what's going on with them. 
You know, coaching kids is a great thing to do. I know when my younger sons played sports, I coached my older son Jonathan's uh, baseball team when he was, what, 8, 9, 7, 8, 9, 10. And, and that was a lot of fun. All the kids got to play, you know, and, and, and give you an example. We had a young man, his name was David, and David liked to dig for worms. This is when they were doing kid pitch, started kid pitch. And he's playing third, want to play third base. Well, David, you can't play third base, we're going to dig for worms because you get hit with the ball. So I talked with his parents, we moved him out to the outfield. He was digging for worms out there, but it was a lot better than third base. He really didn't want to be there. His parents wanted him to be there. But he had a good attitude about it. He wanted to dig up worms. I didn't want to put him at third base where he'd get hit. Being a good coach, you got to know why the athlete's there. Give me a call and let's talk. We're on the Leader in Sports, Sports Radio 810 WHB. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Hello again, everyone. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. I'm here every Sunday talking about the mental side of sports with you from 7 to 8 a.m. here in Kansas City. Our shows are rebroadcast around the country in a number of cities. Today's topic is dealing with young people's confidence when they're playing sports. Or it could be school, debate, the arts, whatever. If you're a coach, how do you help a young person or what do you say to a young person when they screw up? And what happens to their self-confidence, positively or negatively? I'd love to hear from you if you're a coach, you're a parent, you're an athlete. What happens? All right, let's go to Steve. Steve, good morning. How are you, sir? Uh, doing great, sir. How are you? Great, uh, thanks. everything's going your way. It's uh, going okay, great. First off, number, number one, uh, you know, if a kid is giving you effort and he's playing within the system of the coach uh, and they make a mistake, a pass wrong or the pass isn't sharp enough or something like that gets intercepted, whatever, whether it be hockey or soccer or basketball or whatever, uh, you know, I mean, if the effort's there, it's a genuine mistake. Now, and you can say, hey, look, man, everybody makes them, let's move on. Uh, for sure, and, and an athlete, to, for me, one of the most important attributes in an athlete to resiliency because everybody's going to make a mistake from LeBron James all the way on down. So we're all going to do it. Patrick Mahomes has thrown, you know, an interception at the wrong time. In the Cincinnati game, when you're in overtime, it happens, you know. Not going to get rid of him. I know what's there. He made a mistake. It was the wrong read. Whatever. Okay. But he's making an effort. It's the kids that don't want to – the kids that just don't want to be there. You know, I don't want to force a kid to do something like the guy, the kid that's digging worms. He doesn't want to be here. Now, if his parents insist on him being there, great. Put him in the outfield or whatever or, uh, I don't know, find a task for him on the team that makes him feel good. But not everybody's made for baseball or soccer. Maybe he's digging worms and he'll be some great scientist down the road. Who knows? But for sure, if a kid, now if I got a kid that's hot dogging it out there somewhere, and he's doing silly stuff, I'm just going to take him out of the game, and I'm going to set him down. I'm not going to scream at him in front of all the kids and the parents. That's that's just not for me. But we're going to have a private conversation on the bench, and it's going to be quiet. And the only people who are going to hear it is me and him, or her, or whatever. And I'm going to say this is a team sport. Now, can you be a team player? If you can't be a team player, then you can sit here for a while. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't want to coddle him. At the same time, 
embarrass them and and scream holler, you know, stuff stuff like that. It's just it's not it's not worth it. It's, right, right. That that, that that does not accomplish anything by screaming and yelling it's, productively. No, <clears throat> and you and once you do that. You know, you embarrass you embarrass them. Then they're pretty much probably either going to quit or they're going to do something else. Now, if I have a kid who's making a mistake and he's normally a good post player, maybe he's normally good, and he makes a mistake, I'm going back to him again until he gets it right. If we lose the game, we lose the game. But I'm going back to him till he gets it right. I want to leave him in a good place when the game is over, especially if he's one of my main scores or she's one of my main scores, whatever. I want to leave them in a good place when they leave there, because if you don't, if you don't leave them in that good place, then the last thing in their mind was failure. So you have to get them back into something that they have success in, even if it's uh, 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 doing something with a layup somehow where they get a, an easy basket, something to bring back their confidence, so they have a willingness to try. Uh, well, you well, can't Steve, leave them in a bad place. Steve, you're, I think you're doing a great job. I like what I'm hearing from you, and, and that's, that's the way to do it. The, the key thing here is to get to know them as a person. Why are you on the team? What's the reason you're here? Your parents making you play? Do you want to play? Do you want to play, be a pro athlete? Do you want to play college? Are you here to have fun? And that, that's where your job when the, when the team gets started is to find out from each kid individually, why are you here? Because then that's going to help you understand that. Do you think it's important? At a young age, when I say young age, 12, 13 years old, to let kids know you have a better chance of winning the lottery than you do of being a professional athlete. So there is some honesty so they don't have these unrealistic expectations. Yeah. I, I, mean, don't, I mean, because it's that hard, to, you have a better chance of winning the lottery. Well, That's I, just I, the facts. I would just tell them, let's focus on having fun. You know, let's let, you're going to make mistakes. It's going to happen. It's part of the game. It's and it's okay. It's okay to screw up, okay? Because everybody screws up, no matter how good you are. Um, I'm going to pull up something. Um, there's a sign out in Green Valley, and it says, "Please remember." If I can pull it up and read it. Um, well, it, 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 I can't read it because my, my eyesight's gone. But it basically, it, it says, these are kids. It's a game. The, the coaches volunteer. The umpires are human. And you don't play for the Royals. And, you know, that, in the end, that's what it's about. So I think what you're saying is the right thing. I think the key thing, though, is as a coach, you, you, need, you need to understand why are they here. Because their parents making them play. They want to play, whatever. And I think that will help you because then if the effort isn't there, it'll give you a better understanding why. Absolutely, 100%. I mean, it's just not – sports are just not for everybody. I mean, that's why they don't have 100% viewership. I mean, there's just – we don't – sports are just not for everybody. I mean, to me, if I was – if I could do it all over again, I'd rather be incredibly smart. So, um, Well, you sound like you're wrong, pretty smart I, to me. I, don't get me wrong. It's great to be strong and fast, but you're only you're limited by your genetic pool. You know, I don't know what Abraham Lincoln was thinking when he said all men are created equal. That was the truth, and I would be six ten with a turnaround jumper and be a billionaire too. Well, he wasn't. He wasn't talking about sports when he said that. But but I think the key For thing. Sure. I think the key thing is this, Steve. Okay, I, I like your perspective here, and the, and the key thing you're you're you've probably helped a lot of kids out that you've coached with this attitude. 
Okay. And the key thing, which goes back to what you said in our first call, or the high school football coach who brought called up about the effort thing. Okay. It's it's always frustrating when you're a coach when you see the the athlete you're working with not put in the effort. But you know you've got it. But the key thing to me is why is that effort not there? And that's where getting to know them as a person and why they're on the team is important. You've got a lot of kids that are on you know young sports teams because mom and dad want them to play. I remember and I've shared this story many times when my oldest son Jonathan, who just got married three weeks ago, at 32 years of age, was starting kindergarten. The Sunday before school started, got a phone call because they had everybody's name on the door, all the kids' names on the door, and, and I guess their phone numbers were on there, too. Anyway, the, I got a phone call from a guy starting a kindergarten soccer team, and he said, yeah, we're looking to get the, the team started. Do you want to sign your son up? And I said, quite frankly, thanks for the call, but, you know, no, we're not going to start him up. He's more interested in wiffle ball than he is soccer right now. And I, the, the response I got from this guy was, you obviously don't know anything about sports, and he's going to fall behind everybody else who doesn't play in the team. And I'm like, well, you don't know who I am, and he's not playing for you. Goodbye. I mean, that guy would not have been someone to coach my son, all right, because his attitude, you're going to fall behind in kindergarten? Well, my son played soccer into high school. So I think it's, 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 it's apparent you've got to know the coach, what their, their reason for coaching is, what their motives are, and their style of coaching. And some kids need to be pushed, but in a constructive, positive way. And some kids need to be coddled more because it's harder for them. But that's where your job as a, as a coach is to wear the psychology hat, and that will help you out a lot. Oh, I, you know, I agree with you 100%. But at some point, you know, and I don't know because I don't have the education you do, but at some point there has to be, there has to be accountability. Consequence, there be consequences. Team. There has to there's got to be a consequence to things, and and uh, you know I'm I'm uh, I do a sport myself, and I do it with animals, and and um, you know we still as humans learn two ways: positive and negative reinforcement. That's what we when we learn, okay? And um, and you have to be able to if you want to be an athlete, not just not just a participant. Let's say that not just a participant. If you want to be a, an athlete. Whether it's you know the best JV guy you can be or whatever you know if you can't start as a at, at, you know on the senior squad but you can you know you go to the JV I, I just think you should either you, you should either be out there at a hundred percent and giving your passion and having passion and hey if you're getting your tail kicked well oh well you're doing the best you can you got nothing to hang your head on. Yeah, you're right. You're right. We gotta we gotta get going, Steve, because we're running out of time. But okay. Well, thank, thank, thank you very much for the call. I really like listening to your show. Thank you for your call, sir. Great, great comments, and you do a great job. I appreciate it. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Hope you enjoyed the show today. This is really a lot of fun interacting with everybody on this topic because this we'll talk more about this because this the, the purpose of this show is to help people understand themselves, understand the people they coach, but to have fun and do your best. That's why I do this show. If you'd like to get a hold of me, you can reach me in several ways. My office number is 816-561-5556. My website is winnersunlimited.com. My email is drj at winnersunlimited.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at drjsportspsych. Tell people about this show. Get some people to listen to the podcast because this will help people out. The purpose of this show is to help you be better, have fun, and enjoy yourself. Take care. Have a great week. Talk to you next week here on the Leader in Sports, Sports Radio 810 WHB.